Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Sunset Flip Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Edgar Soto. Unfortunately, Billy was unable to be here with us today, but alongside me, we still got Henry Cruz. And today we have a very special guest, one of the best wrestlers to grace a wrestling ring, and a lady you do not want to mess with, the one and only Lisa Marie Varen. Uh, thank you for having me, you guys. I like the name of your guys' um, podcast. Yeah, I mean... Uh, it's uh, the we, we, the yeah. flip, not the pile driver or anything like <laughs> powerbomb or anything, but the gentle sunset flip. <laughs> right we yeah when we first started we kind of like struggle on the name and um our other host who couldn't be here today he was like what about, what about sunset flip and i was like i, I like it perfect <laughs> yeah because everybody owns everything in this industry right yeah, it's, like, it's hard <laughs> to find a unique name i know mm-hmm. i know yeah it's like pile driver yeah. ddt suplex wrestle talk like it's all yeah exactly exactly but thank you for guys for having me no thank you thank you for joining us so Definitely. quick story quick story um i actually met you a few years back in 2018 um you were booked on the big event in queens new york and you were already on the list of wrestlers that you know i, I had in mind to meet but I, that day when i was entering the show floor i was wearing a puerto rico uh, baseball hat and all i hear <laughs> is boricua boricua and it happened to be you <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You guys stick out like a sore thumb. Yes. Um, <laughs> my dad's from um, born in Puerto Rico, but raised in New York. So New York, you know, you know, the New Yorkans. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We, we yeah. got to stick together. Yes. Yeah. And I'm going to the East Coast actually this weekend. Um, and my brother was like, Warren, are you going to get with the Gonzalez family, which are my cousins from the Bronx? And I was like, dude, I go, I have two appearances a day. And it's driving between each show. It's like an hour drive. And I'm like, I don't want to tell them to meet me somewhere. And I don't even get a chance to chit chat. That's rude. You know? So, but yeah. Yeah. I I believe I even had you sign like the flag because I I came. Yeah. I had the the Puerto Rican flag because there were other um, superstars there. And then I had no idea about your, you know, you being Puerto Rican. And I have a flag filled with uh, signatures from, uh, you know, Puerto Rican athletes. Yeah. So I was like, might as you know, might as well. Yeah, yeah, your yeah. Name. yeah. Thank you for that. Thank you. A lot yeah. of people don't know, you know, they, they assume I'm Italian or Greek or something like that. So um, <laughs> it's the dark hair and stuff like, you know, it's okay. But I, when I see the Puerto Rican flag, I'm like, oh, I'm, uh, yeah, I have to say something. <laughs> yes. I'm proud. I'm proud. But Carlito calls me kayfabe Puerto Rican because I don't speak Spanish. Not, yes, I know. I'm not terrible. Don't worry. I'm in, I'm, in the, I'm in the same club. I don't speak Spanish either. So, are you from New York? Yes, That's I live. In, I live in PA most now. New Yorkers but... don't speak Spanish. The Puerto Ricans, you know, <laughs> isn't that funny? My yeah. my dad's side of the family does. I, I, I don't. I don't. I even took um, Spanish for four years. Did I absorb anything? No. <laughs> you don't practice it at home. It's it's hard. You know. Yeah. So. Uh, tell me, uh, how'd you get into wrestling in the first place? It was an accident. Um, I used to work on uh, removing corneas, um, saphenous vein, uh, bone, middle ear, and I was cutting through fat and stuff like that. And, you know, coming from a family that likes to eat, and I was like, is this my future? Because there were people passing away too young. And so um, I got addicted to working out, um, thinking that that's my future. And um Started competing in fitness competitions. That's where I met Tori Wilson and Trish Stratus and started doing personal training, um, shipped here, you know, moved a lot, moved a lot, moved a lot um, with my ex-husband. And, um, you know, we didn't have kids. So we were like, oh, this is a great. Let's go to Miami. It's great there. Let's go to Chicago. Let's, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I met China. You know, Tori brought me backstage at WCW. Try to get me in the business. Um, so I was like, you get paid to walk a guy to the ring. Are you kidding me? And she, at that time, they weren't hiring and stuff like that. And uh, I met China at a health club while I was personal training um, in Los Angeles, West, West Hollywood at Crunch Gym. And I ended up approaching her and I said, hey, I have a couple friends that are in your industry, Trish Stratus and Tori Wilson. And she asked me, since I was so jacked and, you know, that kind of thing. And she asked me, she goes, um, oh, are you a wrestler? You have a really good look for it. And I'm like, no, but I think I can do what Rey Mysterio and Rob Van Dam do because I was a gymnast. So I was always, you know, three older brothers, always an athlete and just 
just part of our family. You know what I mean? And um, she goes, wow, you should really send in your stuff. I paid $600 um, to get a VHS tape made of all the stuff I've done, my fitness competitions, the news, me, personal training, magazine cover, like the muscle mag, because when you're competing in fitness, you're doing a lot of photo shoots for free. They say it's for exposure, but it's to get, you know, they want a free model. You know what I mean? And um, I heard back in a month, they said, we would like to meet you at Staples Center. And um, do I wrestle? And I was like, no, but I'm an athlete. I think I can pick it up. My three older brothers were all collegiate um, wrestlers and my oldest went to the Olympics. And um, so it's kind of in our blood, but, you know, they did the, not the entertaining entertaining kind of wrestling and um i i googled pro wrestling school one came up upw was going to wrestling school thinking that i can make it to wwf at the time um uh, learning how to wrestle in a month it doesn't happen i used to think it was like a dance routine or a gymnastics routine and it's not like that at all and i you know to my surprise it was i beat they beat the crap out of me i'll be honest with you but Tried it. Um, of course, you know, people are saying you're not going to make it. You don't, you know, you don't have an experience in this and it makes you work harder. And uh, the Godfather was looking for two permanent hoes. And it was me and a girl named, her real name was Frosty. But on the show, they gave her Mandy and I was given the name Victoria. And he was wanting two girls that permanently on the hoe train. Uh, met his wife and then um, Godfather and got the okay from the, the wife. And was that was the foot in the door. I was still going to wrestling school on my days off and stuff. So I um, didn't think it was good. You know, my parents were like, you know, I wanted to go to med school. And they were like, what about school? And I'm like, ah, you know me, three months, I'm going to get bored of this. It's not going to be my thing. And I'm going to go into something else. But it bit me in the butt. Like I, I got the bug. And I come from a family that um, when you don't get something, you work hard and you go 110% uh, and try to get the craft. And I, I loved it and was just a sidekick when I was first brought onto TV and, uh, Godfather had to turn on the hose and went to RTC, right to censor. And they said, we need to throw one of you girls through the table. And I go, I go to wrestling school. Didn't know it was going to take me off TV, but it was a blessing in disguise because they moved me to Memphis. Jerry Lawler said, Hey, you need to move to Memphis. Um, we have a really good wrestling school out there and it's WWF developmental territory was there for a year with all these amazing, um, everybody made it on that, on, in, in that school, that school closed down. I got sent to OVW and even to a better school with Danny Davis, Jim Cornette. And, um, and that, that school was, you know, Brock Lesnar, Randy Orton, Sheldon, Sheldon, Benjamin, um, Eugene, Rob Conway, Batista, uh, John Cena, like everybody in that class was a top athlete and had the it factor. And I learned from the best. And Eugene and Rob Conway met me, you know, three hours before our classes began um, just to work with a rookie so I could, you know, I didn't know what a sunset flip was. I didn't know you know, headlock takeover. And I didn't know, you know, the locking up, running the ropes and learning the foot, the footing, you know, when you lock up, so you don't look like a rookie. And there was just so much, you know, I'm I'm glad that I got sent to all those schools and was always getting called to get brought up. And then they would change their mind. And which I was very thankful at that time. I was, you know, my feelings were hurt. I was like, oh my God, and I thought I was being tested, to be honest with you. How badly does she want it? We'll right. send her to the airport and then send her back home. And this happened a few times. And every time I came back to the school, they're like, what, again? And I'm like, I think I'm being tested. And I'm glad they waited so long because when you get brought up, you still feel green. Even though you train under the best, you still, it's a different breed. when You go to that big stage. You know what I mean? And um, my goodness. Holy crap. It was an incredible career. I worked my ass off and Fit Finley was our agent, basically our coach. And um, he made us, he was like going, oh my gosh, you really wrestle psych- psychotic. And so that's how I got the psycho character. And um, I go, well, I just wrestle Memphis style. It's very exaggerated. And um, 
thank God for Fit Finley. He made all of our characters and believed in us. He was given us girls. He thought it was a rib, like a joke. Like, okay, you're new as an agent. Let's give them the girls. And he goes, all right, give me the girls. I'm going to make them fighters. I'm going to make them fight. And um, he did. He took us on his wing and he was like our, our father on the road. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that's how it happened. Long story. When I, no, when I, but yeah, it's, yeah. Abs- it's absolutely fascinating. And I need to know more on the origin of the Widow's Peak because that's easily one of the most devastating finishers we have ever witnessed. Okay. So um, I didn't have a finisher when I became a wrestler, you know, and it's hard to find a unique finisher because everybody does every move. It's hard to come up, you know, Molly Holly saw Roderick Strong at an indie show and he invented the widow's peak, Roderick Strong. She came back to TVs and she goes, Victoria, I have a finisher for you. And she walked me through it. She goes, hey, okay, hook my neck. I'm going to grab your wrist, drop to your butt. And I'm like, what? Your neck is like on my shoulder and you're going to land on your knees. And we did it. Everybody was out by the ring. And even Vince goes, are you okay? And then she got up and she goes, hey, do you guys like that finisher for Victoria? And there you go. That's how it happened. And they wanted to shave my head. Sarge's brilliant idea wanted me to be like G.I. Jane. And I was like, please don't shave my head. It protects my face and it makes us like make more moves. You know, you use your hair movement a lot and go, you know, and um, I said, my finisher is called the widow's peak, which is after my hairline. This is what's the widow's peak. So I just came up with that on the spot and um, they didn't shave my head. And that's how the widow's peak um, occurred. Yeah. So Roderick Strong, I always do a shout out. Thank you, Roderick Strong and Molly Holly. Yes. I love it. That, that I put love me it. On, the, on, on the map because it is a devastating finisher. And, yeah. for, and for a girl to do something that devastating made me different. You know? Absolutely. Uh, anytime yeah. you were, you know, on TV wrestling, it's like everyone expected, oh, when is that finisher coming? Because it's like a, a must-see TV. I know I did yeah. when I was a kid, so I get it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, when I would hook it, when I would hook it, I would wait. And I was like, come like ha and it was scream before, let the crowd react, hit it. You know what I mean? It was goose pimples, even for me, you know. So right. yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. very thankful. And um, you had a, a major feud with uh, another legend, Trish Stratus, early in your career in which you beat Trish and captured your first uh, WWE Women's Championship. I believe it was in a hardcore match at Survivor Series. Yes, uh, 2002 what, Madison Square Garden. Yes, right. Yes. What, what was your what was going through your mind? Oh, my God. It was a lot of pressure because when you when you're finding out you're getting the championship belt, it's almost a pat on your back that you're doing a good um, a good job. You know what I mean? But when you have the belt. Your target is on your back because, you know, we only had one match a night. And so you're the next girl. I want to be the next champion. That match is like mostly everybody's favorite match. And it's not mine because I broke my nose, chipped this half of this tooth is fake. Um, I got a big lump on my head. And um, there was a lot of when I watch it, I was like, oh, that was supposed to this. You know, the finisher was supposed to be me taking the mirror and crushing over her head. Because, you know, I was talking to myself in the mirror as a psychotic character. Right. And when I threw her off the rope, she stepped on the mirror and it broke. And I went to go grab the mirror. I go, son of a gun. I know there's a, a, a fire extinguisher underneath the ring. I grabbed the wrong one. They're both real. One just didn't have a pin in it. So I grabbed the one with the pin and she's pulling my hair. Get in. Screw it. Just get in. I go, no, I got it. And I got it. And I sprayed her. And... I should have just rolled her up right there. But my favorite move, like of all time, was the suplex that I pinned her with a suplex. And me being a rookie, that I, you know, I thought it, I didn't want to beat her with just a roll up because I'm like, this is Trish Stratus. I need to give her a move. And I didn't have my finisher at the time. And um, I should have just rolled her up because she was distracted by the CO2, you know, coming right. out of that. And um, that really, like when I sprayed it, we both couldn't breathe because it sucks out the oxygen I mean, because they're both real, the, right. you know? And, oh my gosh. It was insanity. And then in, at Madison, Madison Square Garden, it's a heel crowd. They love the heels. Yeah. They weren't booing Trish because, you know, no one's going to boo Trish, but uh, I was so thankful. That was the historic building that I won my first championship belt. And, but I knew from then on, uh, it's going to get serious now. Like uh, I have a target on my back and, 
that's when I, when I, when I did break my nose, um, the ref goes, do you want me to end it? Do you want me to give the signal? And I'm like, hell no, I'm getting the belt. I go, no way. You know, of course I didn't say this. I'm like, F you. That's what I said. And um, my eyes were watering and I just said, tell her to stay away and continued the match. From then on, we were getting Lita and I, we had a ladder match. Then I had, we had, uh, Trisha and I had the Chicago street fight. And every time we came to TV, we would kind of have anxiety going, holy moly, we pulled off that hardcore match. Now what are you going to have? Like, you know, the, the cage, you know, not the ladder match, the cage match. And um, just all these, like, it's very flattering when they're like, hey, Victoria, you have this match. And you're like, going, you always think they're kidding. Are you joking? They're like, no, seriously, it's flattering. Not my favorite matches because injury could occur. That's when you get seriously hurt because all these the items that we're using, they're not fake. The table's real. Like, you know, you, the, the Singapore cane stings like a mother jumper. And you don't practice these moves. You just go, you better freaking protect your nose. Or, you know, you just, you got to go with it. You know what I mean? And At that uh, moment. You, you know just what I mean? To... At the moment. And yeah. the adrenaline, thank God for adrenaline. You know, you don't realize the pain you're in until you get home. You know what I mean? Because, you know, we would do pay-per-view, then go to Raw. Then we would go to SmackDown. And then go home. You know what I mean? So, yeah. That's crazy. But um, also, like, I was very thankful working with Stevie Richards. You know, having him, like, you know, having a guy as your sidekick was, you know, he was very, he loved it. He loved it. He goes, if I can do a match without damaging my body so much and be the character that people don't want, you know, we made a great duo. Him and I never went over anything. It was organic. Um, just go with the flow, whatever you feel, do it. Say yeah, you sorry. guys, you guys complimented each other, and then like suddenly, you know, the, the alliance or partnership it kind of like faded. And one, you know, wrestling fans wondered well, what happened. The fans started cheering for Victoria. Um, right. I, I didn't want to turn babyface, I thought they were going to put me through therapy. And, um, maybe you know, I had gymnastics and I did, I took dance as a kid maybe they would take me through therapy and take dance lessons and I come back as a dancer but then occasionally get that tick but um the fans were cheering for me and they're like we have to turn your baby face they're not turning on you and it's that makes the heel a hard job you know my job is to get you guys to hate me and you to love the freaking baby face that's my job and um you know and I was like wait Kane and Undertaker you know all these big guys they they were heels and I love the heels and um, there's fans, certain fans that love heel characters. You know what I mean? And it wasn't my decision, but you don't argue back. It's entertainment. You want your spot and you're like, okay, whatever you guys want. I'll, I'll you know, I'm, I'm going to make this, uh, I'm going to do my best. I'm going to do my best. I, did I like being a baby face? No. Um, but I wanted to be in the ring. I wanted to um, wrestle. You know what I mean? Right. There was no explanation why I turned and stuff like that. Uh, it's because people were cheering for me and that's why it died. And don't get me wrong. I appreciate all the opportunities and stuff like that, but it sucked because we were really getting a momentum on that. And Stevie and I just killed it as a couple and to work with somebody that you have that chemistry with and all that. And, you know, he became Sunday a heat manager and, you know, we were king and queen of Sunday Night Heat because Al Snow ran it. And Al Snow was a big fan of, like, our wrestling and, like, what we, how different characters we were. You know what I mean? And so yeah. was it our decision? No. And then coming out, like, having um, interactions with a fan. And they're like, why did you just, you know, what's up with this dancing thing? And I go, well, they asked me what else I'm into. And I go, you know, I do hip hop. Like, I was, did hip hop dancing in school. Like, you know, that, you know, and, and you know, for aerobics and stuff like that. They said, we want you to do a dance routine when you come in. I was trying to be unique. I couldn't even, I was like, okay, let me do a dance routine in the, in the beginning. You know what I mean? Just to be, not just come in and high five at everybody and come in as a baby face. It's hard to choose a character, especially as a baby face and get the fans to love you. But um, the fans were very vocal that they didn't like my my turn. But, you know, I went with it. You know, it's, it, it's okay. Um, I had longevity in my career in WWE. I became really good at um, working with the rookies. Um, 
making them feel comfortable in the ring because I had jazz as a teacher at Finley as a teacher. Um, jazz was the one that helped me lead a match like an OBW. You know, when I was new and rookie, I would, I would spaz out. I would, I'm sorry, spaz is the wrong one. I would freak out and go, I don't know. What am I doing? What am I doing next? And she would talk, talk to me. All right, baby. All right. All right. Duck the clothesline and that kind of thing. And that's how I learned how to talk to my opponents and make them feel comfortable. It's okay. They don't know what we're doing. They don't know our, they don't know our match. Don't show it on your face. It's improv also, you know, just, we're going to call it. We're going to call it. If you forget something, it's not choreographed, but if um, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you what to do, you know what I mean? And um, make you feel comfortable. And that I think was my longevity was all the new girls felt very comfortable in the ring with me um, at ease, especially on TV at live events and stuff like that. But um, yeah, that's the important part. As long as everyone feels safe with whoever safe. you're working exactly. with. Exactly. And I was, for me, I, as a heel, you know, me being a big girl and the base catching everybody, I, I'd rather hurt myself than them hurt themselves. You know what I mean? Um, I'd rather take the fall, get knocked senseless um, because I'm here to protect you. And I'm a bigger girl, so I, I need to take care of you. I was never known to give um, receipts where someone ac accidentally clocks you. And you're like, oh, you son of a gun. I'm going to clock you back. No, accidents happen. This is this is not a routine. This is not dance. This is not ballet. You're going to accidentally knock somebody, you know, silly. Um, but this is the business we chose. You right. say sorry. You say sorry later after the match. So sorry I clocked you. I go, whoa, geez, is your nose okay? I actually really punched you. You know what I mean? Or I landed you really wobbly or stuff like that. But um it's a, a tough business, um, especially for a female, um, because you don't really complain about like, you know, you're injured or any pains because you chose to be in this industry. Aches and pains and bruises, chipped teeth, broken noses are good part of the business. Broken AC, I mean, you know, torn ACL, that's part of it. You know what right. I mean? And so people think it's so easy to do what we do until they actually have experience at least just one class or to take one bump. Right, like on oh, a no. wrestling school, or yeah, yeah, right. yeah, oh, or right. or running the ropes and hitting that hard, you know, those are cables. They're, right, they're 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 metal or they're tight ropes, right? And they bruise your back. You know, it's 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 like you're you're running into a wire. That's what you're getting. You know what I mean? So everything that looks easy hurts like a mother jumper. You're a wrestler full of firsts. Because you mentioned before, you faced Lita in the first women's steel cage match in the company's history. And then you're the first woman to defend the women's championship back to back WrestleManias. WrestleMania. Yeah, WrestleMania. Uh, 19, I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know that. Um, yeah, yeah, WrestleMania 19. Oh, okay. uh, WrestleMania 19. Yeah, against, uh, yeah. Right. And WrestleMania 20, uh, Molly Holly. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's crazy. And that triple threat, you guys go watch back at WrestleMania 19, Jazz, Trish and I, and Stevie Richards. That's a freaking, that was a good match. I mean, it was so, not smooth. I mean, it, I hate saying smooth, but we right. were all like. The chemistry was strong. Yeah, it was just it, remarkable. Like every, you were, you were we, we were all tough competitors. Poor little tiny Trish, she's half the size of Jazz and I. Mm -hmm. And, um. But, you know, Stevie always wanted to go, you know, miss the chair, boing on that rope and then take a headshot. He's always wanted to do that spot. So we did that spot. You know what I mean? And um, it was such a good match. And, you know, triple threats, not my favorite match. Those are the most difficult to, to put together because you don't want it to look like two single matches. You okay. want all three of you in the ring at the same time um, working out you know, oh shit, that worked out. That you know, she was in place. You know, like, you know that, you know what I mean? Taking right, right. opportunity instead of going, okay, let me get out. Okay, let, let them go do to something. Let me trip their leg. Let me come in. You know what I mean? It's it, it triple threats are the most difficult, most difficult match to put together. But of course we had Fit Finley and um Molly Holly, the shaving of the head, WrestleMania 20. Um, she went up to the office and said, I'm gonna be the first girl to shave my head at WWE. WrestleMania at a WrestleMania. And they're like, okay, wow, she's willing to risk her hair. Who do you want 
who do you want your opponent to be? And he, she said, I want Victoria. So that was I, like, that's yeah, yeah. The ultimate yeah, sign yeah. of respect. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. And you know, I, I remember watching WrestleMania 20 and I was legit worried for you. I was like, please don't let her shave her head. I know. Of course. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, <laughs> when I shaved Molly Holly's head, they did the hardest part of that match, shaving her head. Evidently, you have to trim the hair, then shave it. And so I'm, the guy that's next to me, the barber, I said, it's not shaving. And he goes, you need to cut it. I go, give me the scissors. We don't have scissors. The referee goes, you need to have her shaved by the time we come back to, from break. And I'm like cutting her head. And I'm like, look like you're enjoying it. I have to look like I'm like, this is payback. This is payback. And I'm cut. I see blood dripping off her head when I'm cutting it. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. And you know, you don't really want to hold, you know, hurt and injure your opponent. This is entertainment. Right. And you want, you're only as good as your neck, your opponent. Right. And um, when I saw her backstage, I go, your head. And she goes, I heard, I already, she heard the comp, like what we were getting told. And I had to shave her head and pull the hair like through it, you know, Molly Holly is like very patient. Um, she's an agent out um, on WWE um, right. right now. And I remember her calling me. I Could you please call me? I have a question for you. I get these a lot from our old timers, um, our veterans. I have a question for you. And I'm like, oh no, what did I do? Or, or did I say something on our podcast or something like that? And she goes, you know, WWE asked me to be an agent and come back. And I go, and she goes, what do you think I should do? And I go, Molly, you're knowledgeable she used to work with us in the ring grappling i go you were so giving in the ring and this is a part about wrestling you want to work with somebody that's very giving not selfish and going oh i'm not taking that move you're freaking 110 pounds i'm 160 i'm not taking that it's going to make me look weak right people want to work with the giving talent now we'll we'll ask does this make sense to our agent going you know i'm 160 should i Take this move. Well, we'll do it later because they need to wear you down because you're a big girl. You know, you know what I mean? Or a big guy. Um, so psychology is part of that too. And I was like, do it. I go, the worst case is you're there for three months and go, you know what? This is not for me. I'm married. I want to stay home a little bit more often. You know, she's all about charity and stuff like that. She ended up loving it. And she's still an agent out there, you know, back, you know, at WWE. And um, she's an amazing woman, honestly, the too sweet for the business. Too sweet, meaning too <laughs> kind. I didn't mean this one, but too kind. For business. She's very loving, innocent, super Christian. Um, just, you know, she doesn't like cursing. She was not, we, we hated the bikini stuff and that kind of stuff, you know. But um, right. yeah, I had a lot of first. And um, it is a pat on the back. But at the, at the same time, that pressure on you, can I pull this off? Am I good enough for this? Because you second guess yourself. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like getting ready for a final for school. You know, did I prepare enough for this? Am I ready? Right. Did I pass? You know, and you're like, you come backstage because, but there's another match right after you. So they might not give you eye contact going through the gorilla. And so you're just going, oh man, I didn't get eye contact. Did, was that a crappy match? What, ugh, you know yeah, what I mean? You start you're like, second guessing did I pass? Like yeah. So you're like, and you know, like, also, too, I'd like to like when you're a rookie, you want to prove yourself. Am I good enough to be here? When you're in the middle of the career, is my repertoire getting better? Am I getting tougher? Am I, you know, showing the company? Well, she's changing it up and she's really proving herself to be there. Right. When you're a veteran there. The pressure of like not making a mistake and working the rookie with the rookie and the rookie makes a mistake. The veteran goes, what happened there? So the, the veteran gets a little bit of the heat, you know, the the backlash of it um, going, you know, they're new. You need to carry them. You know, you need to make sure everything's going okay. So like throughout your whole entire career, like when I was doing indies after I was retired or semi-retired, you know what I mean, thinking I'm done, going back to indies, I still would puke. Um, pace sweat and just my hands would shake because you don't want to go out there at an indie show and go oh man do you remember when victoria or tara was a badass what happened she's slow now so that pressure of being what you were that badass bitch, yeah 
you don't want them to be disappointed. So, you know, I always had friends going, if I look like I'm slowing down, don't let me do this anymore. I don't even want to do a Comic-Con and I'm limping, you know, and I'm just signing autographs. I don't want, like when I said Boricua, and if I stood up from the chair, I need to look like a badass when I stood out of the chair to take a picture with you or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's just, it's just, it's um, entertainment. I think in general is a lot of pressure from start to finish. And when you're done with the business, you still, still feel that like that person back in the day, right. even though you're doing, doing normal stuff, you know, making dinner, steam cleaning the carpets, doing laundry, PP pads and stuff like that. You know what I mean? But you still like when you're in public and you get recognized, you're like, oh God, do I look as good as I did before? So there's a lot of pressure for women. You can't age, you can't get gray hair, you can't gain weight and God forbid us be human. So I'm like, you know, you know, we do look different. You know what I mean? Like when I, when people are like, how many years was this? When they look at my eight by 10, I'm like, I'm, that's so rude. I mean, like think before you speak, like, yeah, I go, that was uh, 20 years ago. I don't look like this. I'm 52 years old. And yes, I have wrinkles. You know what I mean? I, you know, I, I, my metabolism's not skyrocketed. You know what I mean? I think, I think people forget that, you know, we, we, we all, you know, after so many years, everything changes, you know, yeah. for, for example, right. like when I was a kid, um, one of the wrestlers that I look, you know, looked up to was the undertaker. Yeah. And I thought the undertaker's never going to retire. He's going to wrestle, you know, for forever. And when he actually did retire, I was just like in shock and, and yeah. loss of words. Yeah. Yeah. To see him walk backstage and like Shawn Michaels, and I'm not burying them because they've done a, they've done a lot for our business, and there's never going to be those kind of main adventures. I I'm I'm not crapping on the new new generation at all, but Undertaker was always like, "We need you at WrestleMania. We need you to main event." There's no one going to draw like freaking Undertaker. That's freaking Undertaker, dude. Undertaker. Yeah. You don't like you don't see. He doesn't change. He's he's dead. You know what I mean? He's He's supposed to be that freaking badass character. You know, I was really brokenhearted when he lost against Brock Lesnar. I oh yeah, I when I was at my restaurant, a square circle That's in still Chicago. Shocking. Still shocking to me. Yeah, yeah. And then so our pay-per-views would sell out in our restaurant because we showed res wrestling every day. Okay. And then when he lost, I even was like, I had that guy, remember the guy with the glasses that was like big, big old eyeballs? <laughs> yeah. They all they all looked at me. Um the customers that you know came to watch the pay-per-view um we had used to have a higher security to keep people we had a, we had a cap of how many people could come in and they would they were watching through the window the pay-per-view because you're gonna watch with fans right and they all looked at me was that supposed to happen i go i don't know i go i'm not with the company anymore i go you know because we're still fans too and i was so upset about that i don't i disagree about undertaker Losing, um, I'll be honest with you. I thought it was a mistake as well. Yeah. And but, um, like you said, Undertaker, he was always coerced about doing main event, and he was like, "Man, my body, you know, his body's like, he could still kick ass. Don't get me wrong, he's right, still but it takes a toll. Out. Yeah, you're you're grizzled, your joints, your knees, your back, everything's like it's, you know, you're, you're getting older, and um, but you try not to show it, and um. He always wanted, like, I want to be done. I want to be done. He wants to be backstage and help the new talent. Right. And, but the pressure of, he fills in the seats, man. He fills in the seats. There's never going to be another Undertaker. Oh. Now, uh, you left WWE in 2009, but later returned uh, to compete in the 2021 uh, Women's uh, Royal Rumble. What was that experience like, you know, after being away from the company for so many years? Okay, to go back to go to TNA, is that what your question is? To Impact Wrestling, is that what you said? So, so okay. you know, you, you left uh, WWE, WWE, and then you were TNA. To TNA. Which uh, I'm going to ask you some questions um, about TNA, and then you returned uh, to WWE for the Royal Rumble to participate. Okay, in the Royal let, Rumble. okay. Let me let me cover that all because I can tell the whole story. I did not <laughs> plan on going to TNA. Okay, um, oh, really? I, I had three month no compete clause. And once my three month no compete clause, TNA reached out to me. We would like okay. to have you do an angle. 
in there and I go, well, send, um, send me the contract. I got to think about it. Well, we want to debut in three days. And I'm like, what? Wait, my no compete clause was yesterday, you know, and they called me and I said, send me the, the contract. I chose to just say, hey, sign me for six to a year. They wanted to sign me for three years. And I go, well, I don't know if I'm going to be happy there. I did watch the product and there was all phenomenal girls there. That's what I said. I want to go. I've never faced a lot of this talent there. I was watching Gail Kim and Awesome Kong and ODB and um, Beautiful People, Taylor Wilde. There was just so many tremendous wrestlers there. I was like, wow, I never faced this. This is a new brand of cereal for me. You know what I mean? And so I just went there for a year and ended up loving it because I didn't know, you know, when I left WWE, I asked out of my contract. I had three more years, but I said, I don't know what I want to be when I grow up. I was like, I know I'm here for an enhancement. And, um, I asked for my release and they were very, very, very good to me. And they, I said, they said, is there anything we can do for you? And I said, just one last match. And that was against Michelle McCool. And thank you, Michelle McCool. She wanted me to win the match, but it didn't happen. But, um, so went to TNA, amazing, amazing talent, different, um, office, um, not very organized. <laughs> um, WWE is a, it's, it's a, it's a powerhouse. There's a division. I mean, there's a department for everything. And I took a huge pay cut to go to TNA just to experience the girls. And um, amazing locker room. I had a great career, you know, became best friends with most of the people there. And when I got fired from there, I had six months left and they got I got fired from the travel department. Um, we have nothing for you. <laughs> I think the rumor got out where I was not going to sign again. I was like, you know, it was, it was changing. And I was like, there's no new girls coming up. And it's like, you know, uh, well, you wanted to go, you wanted to build, 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 build. And like, Oh, what girl's coming in? You know what I mean? I want to work with her, you know? And, um, when I retired from that, I mean, when I was done with there, you know, I did indie shows and, um, for a while I got to pick and choose my opponents. And, um, but I was, you know, I started the business when I was 29. So my body was taking a toll. I had a torn ACL you know, um, still, I never got surgery on it. And, um, going back fast forward, um, the rumble, uh, they call me two weeks prior to the rumble. Very flattering. I didn't answer it. I saw the 203 area code and I didn't answer. I go, Oh my God, it's Connecticut. Did I say something on a podcast? Did I, did I say anything on an interview and anti WWE? I don't think I have, I don't, shit where I eat, you know, I'm very, you know, I, I still make money off Victoria. I still make money off Tara. I, I had a long career and I very blessed that I was with these major companies and, um, I ended up calling and they were like, we want to bring you to the rumble. And I said, when is it? They're like two weeks. And I go, um, I don't work out. I don't get Botox. I don't have fake nails anymore. I don't have my red streak. I don't have my lips injected. Like, you know, you know, I don't, I'm not up to the standard where Victoria was. I didn't feel ready. But Mickey and SoCal Val talked me into doing it. Um, are you kidding me? The fans need closure. They need closure. You need to go back. People have been waiting for this. They've been wondering why you haven't come back. And I go, but two weeks, I don't have ring gear. So I got ring gear made in two days um, from by Jolene, who used to work for TNA, now works for WWE, TNA. And yeah, she's so overbooked. But if you follow her by Jolene, she's amazing. Went to um, Rumble. They treated me like, like a princess. Um, honestly, someone did a clickbait. I don't know if you saw that Victoria said when she went back to the rumble, WWE treated her like shit. And I go, when the heck did they get that quote? Never. <laughs> that was the first time I went back. I saw that article. No, I'm not going to lie. I did see, like, I, I did like see it. I didn't click on the video, but you never trust that until no. you talk and to the exactly. person is himself or herself. And I'm very anti clickbait. This is why. Most of us don't do podcasts because you never trust, like, you're just like, one, they're going to use that freaking one-liner that I didn't even say, but they didn't complete the sentence. And um, I was very irate about that. I, I, I was irate. And someone said, maybe you should correct that. And I go, no, I'm not going to repost that article and say they were false. And people are going to go more traffic to their website. Do you right. know what I mean? Like, no. Right. You know, I was like, no, no, I shouldn't even bother by that. But I don't want WWE to think that I'm like that kind of character or TNA to think that I'm kind of character when I, you know, went to rehearsals, which is that's when you find out what number you are. Okay. At the, at the NXT, the, what's it called? The school, the training center. 
performance uh, performance spot? center thank you yeah. thank you we're waiting for our numbers and they're like in number 10 victoria and i was like and everybody's like clapping and i go oh my god oh my god and i kept i, I even went to everybody at rumble introducing myself my name's lisa i used to be victoria and they're like i know who you are but you know you feel like still out of the loop you still feel like mm-hmm. you introduced just out of respect and um they're like people have been waiting for her to come in let her get her shit in Every move, you guys just feed for her. And I go, I started crying. I go, oh. and I had to pull, you know, Tori Wilson. I didn't even tell her I was at Rumble. I hit it. I hit it. I didn't even tell my family because I thought they would say on Facebook, good luck in Florida or something like that. You know, didn't tell anybody. Um, and just at certain close friends of mine. Um, and I had to ask Tori and, and Mickey, I go, what is my repertoire? What do I, what did I used to do back in the day? You did this, you did that, you did this. Where can we stop? You have all these moves. Are you kidding me? And I was like, oh my God. And um, I was not in shape for it. I'll be honest with you. I was so out of breath. Two weeks, you cannot go work out at a gym or do cardio at home. You need to prep at a ring. And if they would have called me two months prior, I would have probably called Chavo. Hey, can you get us a ring? Work with me in the ring. Get so I don't get winded. You know what I mean? Not doing moves. I can do moves so cows come home. But just to get that endurance, that agility. Right. And um That's and, uh, yeah, but I went back. It was amazing. I cried and I was very thankful that it was on um all the fans were on the screen. You'll see me coming down the ramp if you watch it back and I stop. Right, I, go, right. I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. There are actually real faces on the screen because I never seen that real in life. You know what I mean? And I go, wow. I was, you know, of course I was nervous, but I go, people were like, I wish it was in a live audience. And I, I go, was just about to say that. <laughs> I go, yeah, I know. But I think I would have been more, oh, more like, oh, shit. If I don't hear, <laughs> if I hear crickets out there, I'm not doing my job. Oh, no. Oh, no. No, it definitely got people, one of the better was, reactions of the night. I, I was, I was very thankful. I was very thankful. And um, Bailey was like, I'll take it. And then Roxy was, I'll, and, I'm sorry, Ruby, I'll take it. Give me that move. And I go, I got to. Wait, 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 wait. You already took take took two moves. They were fans of mine. You know what I mean? And um right. to have people going, I want to take that. They wanted to take certain moves. It was like I I felt very that was pretty cool. You know, when I took hair mares from Sherry Martell, I was like, You give me they're like, she goes, I'll give you three hair mares. And I kept it when she where we were in the ring in OVW. I just kept on going, again, again. I think we did eight because people, the fans were freaking going bonkers again and i don't mean to call a, a legend's moves you know what i mean right. you're supposed to lead it right and um but i was marking out and i i get it i get it yeah no uh not only you know they uh they're your fans but they look up to you because of your body of work so it's pretty cool it, yeah you know people, I, mean? uh, I think when bailey had the cage match she's like she tweeted or posted on her social media she was going over Lita and my cage match to go over like, like just to see, you know, it cage matches are hard. They're so difficult to do. You know what I mean? So um, is there psychology about, about it? We don't, it's, it's so hard. You know what I mean? But it was very right. flattering, very flattering. And, and who did you, uh, it could be either WWE or TNA. Who did you enjoy working with in the ring the most? No, that's not fair because I, I, I have the same answer to everything. Um, I've had so many different styles. You know, Gail was a flyer. Um, awesome Kong was a bigger girl than I was. And so was ODB. Um, I think the ones that we tried to crack and make each other laugh um, was a group of girls like ODB. You know, we both had silly characters. ODB was, you know, it's, it, to, you've been there long enough and you have to pop yourself. To, you'd be enjoy it. You enjoy it, but you're just like, let me try to break the character, right? You know, Mickey James, ODB, Tori, Candace, Michelle. Um, there were so many girls I had fun in the ring. Those were fun because they weren't hardcore, but I had major angles with a lot of girls. So it's not fair for me to say who I enjoyed to work with in the ring because we all had good chemistry. And if we didn't have chem- chem- good chemistry, we worked on it. We became friends. We would ride together to get to know each other, what made each other tick. Not in the ring, just personality-wise, because you always have great matches with your best friends. Because if you actually give them a black eye, I really didn't mean that. 
that was an accident. That was that was right. like I, I got too excited on my moves, you know. So I I just I was very lucky. I had freaking amazing opponents, man. And Victoria would have not been Victoria, or Tara would have not been Vic- Tara or Lisa without these amazing. And I'm, I know I sound so cliche and PC, but they made me as much as I made them. So we made each other. It's a dance, man. You're only as good as who's out there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I get it. Um, yeah. So speaking of uh, TNA, just going into it, you had a lot of memorable matches in TNA. You had the first ever uh, first blood match with uh, the late great Daphne. Daphne, yes. Yep. You had your first title win in the company against Angelina Love. Yeah, you had yes. the uh, six sides of steel cage match with Awesome Kong. Oh, yeah, I, I didn't like that cage. I mean, I, I, mean, <laughs> the six, I mean, not the cage. I didn't like the six-sided, um, the, the octagon. Yeah. Um, Ring. that was that was really hard to where okay. am i where, 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 where am i at I go, which corner yeah 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 you yeah. also had so uh, i had a lot of first there and um mm-hmm. i had the spider i felt very much like jake the snake but when i went to TNA, <laughs> um i took a huge pay cut and i said i'll sign a year we'll renegotiate my contract and i'll prove to you how how much of a hard worker i am i don't care what match you give me i want it to be, to be not as a girls match. I wanted to be best on the card. You know what I mean? And, right. you know, that's tough to say. Um, but I, 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 they knew my ethic, my work ethic. You know what I mean? But I had a lot of first and amazing, like two cage matches there against Mickey as well. And um, just a lot of, first, you're right. That blood match, I, that was my first time. And I go, what are we supposed to do? What the <laughs> heck? What if I accidentally, like when you're going towards my head, what if my hand slips? I'm done. You know what I mean? It's just a lot of mistakes. Right, because of sweat yeah, it, or anything yeah. like that. It's scary, man. It's scary. Yeah. I could imagine. And but I'm very to... thankful of like my longevity and I got to experience different companies and um, you know, and I'm glad and I'm so I'm happy that there's AEW, ROH, um, WWE, NXT, um, TN Impact Wrestling, sorry. And but there's so many companies, progressive, like like New Japan. There's so many companies now. There's more platforms for people to showcase and more jobs for wrestlers. You know what I mean? Like back in the day, people were just shooting to get to one place, and that's you know, there's thousands of people wanting to do that, and then they're hiring ten. Yeah, I get it. Wrestling is a hard business to get into. It is. It is. It is. So let me actually, since uh, you know, talk about all the other promotions. How do you feel about the current state of the knockouts division and women's wrestling in general today? I'm very proud. Um, they can run circles around me. I'll be honest with you. The, um, the agility, the athleticism. Um, I don't work that fast. Mine was more character driven and more like me telling the camera guy, zoom in on my face. I'm going to tell a story right here. I'm going to tell you how crazy I am. And um, I feel like a, pr- a proud grandma where, where the women's division main eventing and just, you know, um, yeah, TNA's division. I think the locker room was amazing when I went back to be. I had a tag match with Giselle on my my side in T, um, Impact Wrestling. It's always TNA. I'm sorry, it's a <laughs> habit. Do I want to get in the ring again? No. I, I when people ask, would you go back? I would like to be an agent, um, a coach, a trainer. Um, I, I I really don't need the limelight. I think I proved myself um, in my wrestling career. I would like to help. I think I, th- I have a lot of knowledge. Like a coach Helping or a producer. Next- Yes, I would like to um, make the next superstar and give my feedback and take them under my wing. I don't need to be on the on the camera. You know, I had my time. I had my shine. Let the next um, the next batch of uh, freaking superstars, you know, showcase and the younger talent. And um, I'd like to be a part of that. And um, that would be a dream job for me. Yeah. Well, they they need to make it happen. Then that would be a fantastic for you to be coach producer or oh, anything like that well, maybe they'll watch sunset flip wrestling podcast <laughs> <laughs> yeah right so we'll here's put in a question. good word we'll put in a great yeah. word all right thanks thanks pal thanks <laughs> i got an, i got another one <laughs> so um a dream match of yours is there any that you wanted to have or that was close to happening and it just what happened if anything fell through that didn't cause it to happen honestly no um i think when people are like oh you never had just a, a ladder mass match and I'm like, no, when I watched the girls do the ladder match um, a few years ago before COVID, I, I watched it live in San Diego. I was a nervous wreck. I don't enjoy watching that because 
you're you're on a mat and those wobbly uh ladders like um was you don't want to see anybody get really hurt and um scary you know what i mean um yeah when i went back to a i i went to go watch in san diego a couple months ago an aew show this is also another clickbait that i said i was uncomfortable backstage the reason why i'm not part of the company i don't know all the new kids and i'm like oh gosh you know i'm not part of this company maybe should i be back here you know what i mean it's like being um a new person back at a company you know it's just they're all going over the matches. I don't want to distract. I want to say hello, but I'm like, did I feel uncomfortable? Just the fact that I was like, I'm not an employee here. Maybe people are curious why I'm here. I just went to go support Sarah. Stop day of school. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. And I didn't know a lot of the, lot. I knew a lot of them, but there was a lot of new kids there. And um, I was cheering so hard, like in the fan, the, the crowd and I was popping so big and I was like, oh my God. The guy next to me looked at me. He goes, is this your first wrestling match? Oh, my God. <laughs> how, how great did you think I felt? I was like, oh, wow. Jeez, I still got it, evidently. But I wore a baseball cap and, um, you know, long sleeves. And, like, you know, I wanted to watch as a fan. I was on the second tier. But I was like, oh, just a, just a knife in my heart going, is this your first wrestling match you ever watched? And I go. No, I go, just, you know, I go, I just know how hard that these, you know, it's so dangerous where they're doing these bumps on the apron and just, these are so dangerous that I pop on like simple stuff. You know what I mean? And, um, I think it, it's funny. I'm not, you know, it, it was hilarious. That's why I think it's funny, mm -hmm. but, um, I'm here to support every platform of wrestling. I'm not a snob about any of them. You know, they're all, you got to support each other. You know, we're right. all. Yeah, yeah, you have a lot of wrestling fans like, oh, AEW versus WWE. And, I, and yeah, that. I hear that all the time. And I'm like going, oh, see, I'm not here to bury a company. I'm like right. uh, asking the wrong question. And I'm like going, and I try so hard not to roll my eyes and not sell it on my face. Just going when people ask me, you know, kind of to bury something. And I'm like, I'm not here for that, dude. I go, right. you know, I'm sorry. You got the wrong girl. I'm like, you know what yeah. I mean? You know, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to watch the AEW, you know, the the pay-per-view that they sold like almost 80,000 tickets. Yeah. So I'm really excited to see that, you know, only one match announced and stuff like that. But we're here to support each other. Like we're not, I, I like th that's what's hard about doing conventions and, and wrestling signing. Mm -hmm. There's so much negativity and smart marks, as people know, smart marks. And you still have to watch it, you know. You know, as a fan, man, geez, just, you know, enjoy what you're watching. And, you know, we're human. We make mistakes. We don't sometimes don't get to pick our angle. Why are they doing this? It's not our doing. I'm not going to chime in on that. I'm like, you know, at least I had a match out there and I got to work. You know what I mean? That kind of stuff. So, yeah. Exactly. I get it. Yeah. I definitely get it. So, obviously, yeah. you said you want to, you know, be a coach and whatnot in wrestling in the future. Obviously, we know you have other journeys out there as well that you do. We know that you do podcasting and you recently did some mocap for the uh, WrestleCode video game. Can you tell us about yes. that? Virtual, yes. The virtual basement. Yeah, WrestleCode. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. I thought I still got it. I, I You can tell my lips still. This doesn't raise. Still, it's um, damaged. I did my leg flip um, over the top rope and we put the crash pad and it's too high. I've never done it with a crash pad. My face got stuck under the bottom rope. and. Um, the padding but uh, besides that great people great people to work with um i flew out there I, I chose to go do my entrance and you know when i was on wwe video game it was someone else superimposing my body language and i wanted my entrance i wanted my mannerisms and um my moves for me to do it you know what i mean and um exhausting day don't get me wrong because again i'm not in the ring actively you know what I mean? But um, it was a really cool experience to see how it's done, wearing all the lights like on you. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, big um, shout out to Kat and Tony that were, um, you know, kind of the stunt people that took my moves and um, took my punches. I was like, hey, um, I'm just warning you, my punches make contact. You're going to you are going to have a mark. I go, this was how I did it back in the day. And I was nervous about doing that because I'm like, am I still in practice? But it was mm -hmm. amazing. And I'm very thankful. 
about doing that. I'm excited to see the finished product. But um, thank you to Virtual Basement for having me out there. Yeah, wrestling is real, goddammit. <laughs> I did see the mocap for it. And I thought it was awesome. I know I saw you do the awesome, peak. Right? I, saw you, I saw you do the Widow's Peak move on the mocap. I was like, oh, this game's gonna be amazing. And looking at the roster, it looks really good. Like oh my god, so it's yeah, yeah. DDP was the one that called me because they kept on reaching out to me. And um, it's like getting podcasters reaching out to you. You get so much in your email, mm-hmm. and it sometimes goes to spam. Most of it goes to spam. I have three emails that go into one email. So I don't know what's what. And I'm like, I you give mm-hmm. up, like you're like all this junk right how to get out of debt and all this kind of stuff you know and um gdp i was like oh my god gdp just called me what the heck did oh no did i say something i like you know of course you're like going why is gdp and he was like hey you need to be part of this this video game um they reached out to me he goes i did it and rvd did it and like there's a lot of made adventures on there and um I'm, i'm excited to see the final product um I even had my makeup done and I go, well, do you need to take a picture of how I my makeup? And he goes, oh no, you just send a picture when you get home, how you want your makeup done. I go, I didn't have to put my makeup on for this walkthrough. I'm sweating. I'm sweating my ass off. Yeah. So yeah, but it was, it was really cool. Great family. And um, that widow's peak, I, her boyfriend taught her how to take the move. I just had to do it once. And I go, oh my God, I can't believe you know how to take it. She goes, well, my boyfriend, Tony, went over and over and over. I didn't want to mess it up for you. And so I didn't want you to have to pick me up over and over again for the video game. And so we just did every move one, once, except that leg flip over the top rope. <laughs> That's me. I want to do my leg flip. <laughs> yeah, I mean. We, we age. We get a little older. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I get it. Video games is the future of, I think, honestly, wrestling just in general. Like, getting to play as wrestlers that you grew up watching and different things like that and whatnot. And obviously... Yeah us being a podcast, uh, podcasting is growing. So I know that you started a podcast with SoCal Val and Mickey James called Grown Ass Women. Can you yes. tell us what made you three want to come together to do the podcast? Mickey was wanting to do it with another girl. I believe it was Alicia Fox. And then Alicia Fox was done with TV and all that kind of stuff. She started talking to SoCal Val and she goes, you know, we need to have um, Lisa. That's my real name, you guys. I'm stooching myself off, but then we need to have Lisa on the, um, the show. They read, they send me an audio message and I'm like, heck yeah. So we did a, a little, little meeting, FaceTime meeting and, um, let's do it. Let's start it. Let's do it. It was during COVID. What are we going to do? And it, to talk with three friends, that's pretty easy. And then we're like, we need to make it different. We wanted to do pajamas, drinking wine, and um, not just talking about wrestling, just life in general. And right. most of our friends, um, all the wrestlers we have on the show, want to be part of it. I just went to a convention this last weekend. I forgot what it was called. Oh, my God. Where was I at? Um, was it, wrestling it was a, I, I know San Diego Other, passed recently. I'm not sure if that was it. No, no, no. It was. Um, I was in um, Charlotte. So I just know the people that brought me in. Southern Wrestling Autographs brought me in. And... Three people came up. I was kind of insulted that you haven't asked me to be on the podcast. And I'm like, some of the people you're just like, I know you're busy. Like I, I see you on social media. You're like, going, they got this going. You're like, maybe this is not a good time to ask me on the podcast. But all these people are reaching out to us. I can't believe you have not asked me to be on the podcast. So for us to get a guest, it's nice because they actually enjoy what we talk about. Right. And it's not, um, not to, not to, shit on wrestling podcast but it's not about wrestling it's like hey do you remember this time on the road when we were driving and we went through this drive-through like things that people don't know and um you know a lot of us you know we're with each other more than our own family so it's just like it's stories that people really look don't forward to yeah yeah to be exactly because it's yeah. it, it, it like it's a it's a step away from wrestling and it's like oh yeah. remember when and it's we were hanging in- out Right. It's almost like eavesdropping on a Zoom chat while we're just talking about old times. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, but yeah. we still do have to plug in. Um, hey, what you got going on in the future? Like, would you like to plug in anything? Most of them say, no, I'm on social. They can follow me on social media. I don't need to plug anything in. I just wanted to <laughs> chit chat with you girls. So, yeah, that's which is nice. You know what I mean? We have a couple amazing guests coming up, which uh, people have been asking about and uh, some a couple of shows like i'm so insulted you haven't asked me you know sorry we, we don't know if you're busy or if you're doing right. because you don't want to bother you know exactly yeah. yeah you know yeah and especially your friends 
I don't want to reach out to you to say, hey, how you doing? Would you like to be on podcast? Oh, you just reached out to me not to see how I'm doing to be on your podcast. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You don't want to over overstep your boundaries with your I'm like that with my mentality too. Like I, I think Yeah, because you, you don't want to bother know. them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You want to be like, hey, yeah, you want to uh what how are you doing? Oh yeah, you want to be on this? Oh, are you just calling me to do this or that? Yeah, you don't yeah. want to be like, I get it. Exactly. I definitely exactly. understand. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's hard. That's a it's a even for us. And you guys are podcasters. It's, it's even difficult for us, by the way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, that moment. Uh, you know, we thank you uh, again for taking the opportunity to chat with us. You know, as wrestling fans, it's truly an honor uh, to have oh. you on the show. Um, Definitely. You know, uh, it's for me, it's like, well, for us, I I, I think it's it's surreal to, to interact with, with with, you know, someone who has made uh, an impact in the wrestling industry. So uh, we thank you again, you know, for, for taking the time. Because... Thank you. Thank you. Sorry for our faux pas at the beginning. We're still learning this technology. And also, too, you got to remember, too, um, when you're interviewing us, we're human. Exactly. Um, well, I don't know what, what wrestlers you interviewed, but I don't know if anybody gave you a hard time. But I think people forget that, we're pretty normal and down to earth. And we're like, you know, for us that are not in the industry anymore, even though we're doing comic cons and signing and we still, I still feel part of it still. I'm paying bills. I'm hustling comic cons. I'm like, you know, um, I have my vet appointment coming up, you know, like we, we experience the same thing as you guys. And um, it's surreal. No, I'm, I'm, I'm human. I'm a fan like you guys. So you don't have to be too nervous when you're in. <laughs> we're just, but we thank that. We we thank you for that, though. It's very you nice. No, our, our um, you know, even before we we, we did the episode, uh, I I told, oh, I spoke to Henry, and I was just like, all right, let's make sure she feels as comfortable as possible because yeah, we don't want to, exactly. you know, bombard her with all these like uncomfortable questions or whatever the case yeah. may be. Yeah, so, and, yeah. And the funny thing is too. I'm like, I told him before the podcast. I like we're just we're gonna, we always treat everybody like as a regular person, regardless who they are. I was like, yeah, they just want yeah. to be just treated like that. I was like, you, yeah. they don't want any special treatment. They want to just be treated how. You but treat you them. aren't like walking on eggshells going like, I don't want to yeah. piss her off. <laughs> question. Like um, a certain question, like she doesn't really want to talk about or something. Is there something specifically, you know, they don't want to talk about. Exactly. And uh, it, That kind of, yeah. Yeah. Cause you're always like, you know, like, because they're going to, because we all get talked to, they're like, Hey, have you done this podcast? How were they? Did they do clickbaits? We all talk to each other. Mm-hmm. Don't do this. This was terrible. They they didn't have questions. They they got me confused with another. They thought I was ivory. Like like you know uh, that you know which I'm very flattered. Or or like you know we all talk to each other, even on appearances. Like hey, did you do this Comic Con or this WrestleCon or the Fan Fest? How was it? Like should I do it? Like we all talk to each other. You know what I mean? Right. So you just don't want to piss off somebody because you're not going to get another guest. Like they're like oh I want Candace Michelle. And then Candace Michelle will reach out to me. Did you do this one? Oh yeah, they were great. They they were really actually very talkative, and um, they were ready with the questions. And so it wasn't boring. It wasn't no. There's some podcasts we do that people they freeze. You know what I mean? Um, I think it's harder. Like thank God you guys are a, a duo, but I think it's harder for one person to do it because they might be shy or like you know right. or like an Uber fan and they don't. They're scared to talk to you, that kind of stuff. But I, most of us are programmed just to turn on and go, oh, man, this guy's not good at this. Okay, let me just talk wrestling. Let me just, for me, I can just talk about it all the time, right? So if I, I can tell what someone's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, like I've had some where I'm like, oh, my gosh, this, they're not prepared. You know what I mean? So, okay, I need to turn it up. I got to turn it up. <laughs> <laughs> and um, But then after that podcast, when I had to turn it up so much, I, I tell podcasters.net, you know, as I, um, I mean, podstars.net. I like, don't book me for three days. I go, that one was torture. I go, I need, I need to sleep in tomorrow, you know, because it was like, you, you know, so. Right. No, cause you have those, professional. yeah, you have those um, podcasts that like throwing out controversial questions in order to make headlines. Yes. And it's like, 
that's the the last thing you want to do. You want to make sure that your guest is as comfortable as possible yeah. so that maybe in the future you can have another episode or, you know, or you can gain. Or, uh, or like, hey, we're interested in this person. Can you tell them that we were okay? Right. Yeah. Um. Okay. So for those hey, listening. Guys, hey, for you guys not downloaded to Sunset Flip Wrestling, shame on you. I'm going to come through this camera and widows pick your butt. So <laughs> subscribe, download, likey, likey. Click that bell icon. You know what to do. You know what to do. We appreciate uh, having you here. And you can listen to the audio version of this episode on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you want to see the full video, check us out on YouTube. Uh, you could also check out our link tree on the bio uh, to access past episodes and other social media pages. Uh, we'd like to also thank podstars.net for making this all happen. Yeah. So uh, I, I recommend everyone to check them out. So that will do it uh, for us at the Sunset Flip Wrestling Podcast. We appreciate everyone uh, for tuning in. Uh, everyone, Lisa Marie Varen. Yes, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Thank you for the, the, the opportunity. And um, thanks for talking wrestling with me, baby. <laughs> <Boricua>! <laughs> you know it. <laughs> Till next time.